We are live for a edition of the Mike and Mario Show. Excited to uh, be back and looking forward to talking about uh, all the interesting events unfolding in real time. But before we do that, Mario, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing well, uh, Mike. Thank you. Uh, and you? Uh, I'm doing excellent, man. Uh, getting close to the weekend, of course. The weather's good here. It's extremely hot, but I'll take it any day rather than the cold winters. But uh, yeah, making the best of it, man. Enjoying summer before it officially starts. But um so let, let's jump right in man so hope everyone's doing well just plugged in definitely uh have your questions and everything ready for when we open up the q a part but uh market conditions are continuing to tighten while the fed and other central banks are also looking to tighten and it equals it's going to equal a complete calamity in my opinion but uh i don't think the central bankers believe that because they think they can bring this thing down and i'm not sure how, how that's going to play out but uh let's jump into some of the figures and numbers given to us uh and so this is very alarming because, you know, we see a lot of green on this chart here and then we see some sudden red. But it says Philly Fed plunges into contraction for the first time since the event occurred two years ago. I was just leaving at that. But, uh, you know, not surprising one bit because all of the business closures, layoffs and all the numbers are coming back, you know, very negative. It, it doesn't surprise me one bit, but uh, contraction. Are, are you surprised whatsoever, Mario? No, because uh, this uh, economy, uh, not just in the U.S., but in, in the U.K. and the rest of uh, Europe, it's uh, mainly has been mainly driven by government spending yeah. and uh, borrowing uh, as well, uh, yeah. consumer, consumer borrowing, government borrowing. And now with interest rates rising, uh, we saw the mortgage rate in the U.S., uh, recently go to 6.28 i think right it's, it's probably dropped back a little, little bit right now but yeah and uh yeah at the beginning of the year i think the mortgage rate was below three percent mm-hmm. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. the 10-year yield was one and a half now it's three and a half right uh, it's gotten up as much as well today it's at 3.3 so a consumer credit driven economy and also government spending economy when the the cost of credit goes up people will start spending less and also we're seeing the rising prices which many people call inflation but i call the consequence of uh over a decade of uh inflation that's putting um, a a screw tightening a screw on 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 spending by, by right. the consumer we're seeing that in the uk here as well i think discretionary yeah. spending which is spending that you can do after you uh, buy all the basic necessities and uh, pay for you know your living uh, let's say utilities yeah. uh, that went down like a third of a uh, by a third in the UK so I, I'm not surprised that all those surveys now are showing that business conditions are going down because consumers uh, spend less right. uh, businesses don't have to produce as more as much right very good point there so just to highlight more about just the details of this so you know at evernorth health services we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best it's possible pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line it's possible complex specialty care that cares about your roi it's possible because we're already doing it, all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. It's interesting for me when, you know, the Federal Reserve now, 
are the ones giving us these numbers. And they have been very uh, – the numbers have never been this doom and gloom, but yet they're still putting it out there without even doing any doctoring or fudging the numbers because they, they could easily – have that like that this last little bar here in the green and you know we would know they're lying but then again why are they okay with just letting this this news come out this way because all the numbers are trending downwards and so it doesn't help them one bit in this whole narrative of them being able to land this thing because it's <laughs> like you know yeah just yeah i, I mean wow. you and i look at this philly fed you know and the markets do yeah so, but the general public have no idea what the Philly Fed index is. So right, right. maybe they, that's why they don't have to uh, lie about it. They just put it out in plain sight. Right. And the Philly Fed is a little bit like uh, the University of Michigan number. Right. It's a number or uh, that the markets look, look at very closely uh, mm -hmm. for, for some reason, you know, the right. Philly Fed. So it's significant. It's still a small drop. We'll right. have to see what the next survey brings because yeah. you saw there uh, before the big red drops, there was a little red and a little then it went here. green. But yeah. I have a feeling this is going to keep going red. Right. Yeah, I agree, especially as they look to tighten up on monetary policy, which has been uh, counter to what the whole central bank policy scheme has been about, which re requires compounding inflation in a sense. Yeah. But Here's a, a little glimpse of some of the numbers uh, as well. We can also get to that chart. But June prices paid fail to 64.5 from 7.89. New orders fail to negative 12.4 from 22. Employment rose 28.1 from 25.5. Shipments fail. Delivery fail. Inventories fail. Prices received fail. So it's like, you know, like, you know, damn. Yeah. Like, you know, the employment, I think, uh, some people are so hard up that they're taking any job they can. And I think yeah. that's that's doing well. Um, can we answer a question here from low blood pressure? Yeah, go ahead. Let me see here. We jump right into it. Where is yeah. it at? Where is Ma it at? Uh, 704 uh, or 204 your time. Okay, let me see. LBP question. There we go. Jump into yeah. it. Go ahead. What do you say? Yeah, he's asking Mario, why hasn't the 10-year rate gone up after Powell increased? by 75 basis points. Well, I, I spoke about that today in my video this morning. Mm -hmm. um, if you noticed, uh, it was Monday and Tuesday, mm -hmm. bond prices dropped and yields went up to like three and a half percent on the back of the expectation that he would do something like that. So in the markets, we have an old saying, you, you sell the rumor and you buy the facts. So they sold bonds uh, and then yesterday when the fact came out, they bought it back. And mm -hmm. that's why yields are not up. Uh, the other reason uh, low blood pressure is because uh, the market uh, now thinks that uh, the Fed is going to be tough. So they, they don't see uh, long-term rates uh, or long-term inflation as a problem. So mm -hmm. they'll buy back a little bit of the bonds. I, I see the 10-year yield right now is at 332 so mm -hmm. it's about down about 18 basis points uh, since, uh, well, from the high of the week prior to the FOMC. But this thing could move very quickly. Uh, we could see a short-term or mid-term rebound in bond prices and drop in yields. But I think that the trend is still for higher yields. Yeah. Uh, great question, LBP. Um, yeah, so... The bond market, the lifeline of the global monetary system, 
uh, all rates have been climbing higher and it's putting pressure on all the heavily indebted nations more than anything to where I was talking about how because the Federal Reserve note being the, the global standard, you know, will be the last of the dirty clothes in the basket to really uh, be exposed for what it's worth. Because at this current moment, with interest rates around the globe already well past the two percent mandate the central banks put in place for themselves, uh, the bond yields itself makes it pointless to hold because they're already you know basically non-performing instruments because you're losing out no matter what. And so I, it just amazes me how this is able to continue on to where people are talking about bonds as assets when they're liabilities that, are, that to me have already failed. Well, it's, uh, it's a fallacy of the uh, last uh, 30 years of investing mm-hmm. uh, that uh, bonds are, are safe. And, and, yeah. and a lot of the regu- regulatory uh, regime in the West for pensions and investment mm-hmm. funds, uh, they, they force people to stay in bonds mm-hmm. and stock, uh, stocks as well, equities. Yeah. I remember a few years ago, there's a Dutch pension fund that uh, bought physical gold and the regulator in Holland, in the Netherlands, told them to, no, you can't do that. You have, a, you have to hold bonds, you know. And, and uh, unfortunately, I think a lot of people who have um, some kind of stake in pensions, be it for a local government mm-hmm. or um, I, I don't know whatever it may be in the U.S., North America, Europe, mm-hmm. uh, they're going to be, uh, their uh, funds are going to be uh, hit hard because the managers are forced to, to own, own bonds, own which is crazy. Right. And over here in the U.S., I've been, I follow the pension system a little bit. And, uh, you know, the current lock, I mean, the lockdown, you know, the, the closure of the economy, you know, the Biden administration, when it came in, they made sure they provided several billion dollars for, for the heavily, heavily bothered states, which is Illinois, mm. Chicago, New York. So they all got a nice little injection. California as well. Yeah, to use yes. to cut paper over some of those problems. But, you know, the, the returns of, I think, 7% or so, uh, you know, that was offered and uh, returns for those uh, pension programs. They've been underperforming well before yeah. now, but I'm like yeah. all this negative activity in the markets and buying yields is like 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 wow like yeah. Well, some some people ask, you know, uh, aren't the higher yields going to help the pensions because they can get more return now? Mm-hmm. Uh, technically, yes, but if they've been investing in bonds when they were one, two, or even negative, mm-hmm. and now those bonds are are falling in value and going up in yields. Yeah. The value of their assets is dropping massively, right? And uh, like I think big pension funds like Cowpers in Cowper. California, mm-hmm. you know, these people are are you know, if you ask them, "Oh, have you got any physical gold?" they'll they'll laugh at you. Right. You know, they're they're full of, up to here with treasuries and uh, corporate bonds, and uh, all losing value. Uh, and even the new uh, people that get into the system, uh-huh. you might think, oh, they're going to get three, four percent instead of one. But they're going to use their funds to subsidize the older people, I think. So it, it's a disaster, I think. Right. And to speak of which, as you were talking, I type in CalPERS just to see what's, what's the most relevant news. And it says <laughs> America's biggest public pension fund is slow walking corporate climate action report charges. And I'm thinking like, you know, it's just, they, you know, the climate will climate narrative will squeeze into everything 
as an excuse for them to, you know, further tax or maneuver things or bl- point the blame. And mm. <laughs> it's just uh, such a huge distraction, this climate thing. Right. Uh, while their funds are evaporating because of higher rates, they're worried about, you know, the green uh, uh, or the green transition. Or ES, ESG. Right. And then here's on the this is all impromptu, but it says Calper Calper's board restores ninety nine thousand dollar pension for a CHP officer convicted of molest. Yeah, so it's <laughs> like they re, it's like come on now, like but anyway, that's 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 a headline in the news. But let's keep moving, man. Uh, let's talk about the uh, you know more slashing, more more numbers contracting ADP uh, 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 second quarter GDP forecast to zero, confirming a technical recession. So according to the Fed's own numbers, it's confirmed. And this is just a headline from Zero Hedge. But, you know, like we're, you know, 0.9 was the figure, but then it came in at zero. And the question is like, is there wiggle room for it to go below zero? Like according to their own measurements would be the question for the next quarter. What was that? uh, They they could revise it next week to, you know, depending – uh, they uh, make their forecast depending on the economic data. So yeah. If, I don't know. I don't think we have too 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 much data uh, for the rest of the month. But if there are signs of slowdown, they will revise that to negative. Mm. And um, maybe that's going to be the excuse the Fed has to kind of pivot. Mm-hmm. You know, a recession. How can you justify raising rates? Uh, so much in the yeah, recession. Yeah, the thing, the thing no, there's this market conditions itself is tightening so fast. And so, like, I thought the whole point was to be accommodative. And so to continue to do that right now doesn't make sense. Like, none of this makes sense, but that just goes to me to show how every, literally everything is about this transition and setting some type of reset. But well, Miles Miles says, uh, no holding back. How bad do you believe it will be? In the, how bad will it get in the streets? Especially Mario, who tries to be reserved, can you see us uh, starving and freezing? <laughs> I'll let you answer that, Mario, because he, he, he want to call you out. Uh, how bad can it get in the streets? I mean, it could get bad. Uh, I saw an article uh, a week or two ago in the Daily Telegraph, which is a major newspaper here, mm-hmm. and, and the guy uh, wrote and said. Uh, you know, Boris Johnson must be be careful. We could see what happened in Sri Lanka happen in this country. And, and uh, I'm not sure if people, yeah, I think people are already uh, having a tough time feeding themselves here in the UK. You know, the mm-hmm. food banks are very busy, you know, people giving food to people who, even people who, can, who work can't afford sometimes uh, to feed themselves. And in the winter, coming winter, a lot of people are going to be turning off the heating yeah. and going to be wearing, you know, layers to keep warm. Uh, right. I, re- I remember about 10 years ago uh, when I uh, had my business, pawnbroking business for a while, mm-hmm. and I, I used to take a bus sometimes to go home. And there was this older lady, she was always on the bus, and she told me, well, I've been at that supermarket. They have a cafe there, and mm-hmm. I've been there all all afternoon because I can read my book and it's warm, yeah. and I, you know, I don't have to heat my uh, apartment. So people will get around it. Whether that will happen, uh, I mean, maybe in the U.S. there's more chance of uh, you getting riots, 
even yeah. though we can get them here. Uh, and why is that? Because I don't think the, the welfare state is as uh, prevalent in the U.S. And I'm not saying the welfare state is yeah. a good thing. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Uh, uh, no. if, if inflation keeps going up and the currency becomes worthless. Mm-hmm. Like watch this. So, you know, just to add my little two cents onto that question, you know, especially in this country, as far as the welfare aspect of things, you know, I want to say a good you know, uh, two fifth, definitely one fifth of the population receives some type of government assistance. And so when the EBT card, a little food program card, mm. don't swipe or 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 power outages or food not on the shelves because they're closing off the world with the ports and the railroads and the trucking. These are prices through the roof. I'm seeing videos of trucks parked along the freeway because they can't get gas. And, you know, just to add to that, I did an uh, interview with a guy from Sri Lanka who had given us a real world scenario of what's happening right now when the currency fails the government's broke currency's failing he said pensions and retirements all that stuff was cut in half when the currency got devalued and people are in the streets and here's a little video clip that just shows some 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 anger by people in the streets of sri lanka <laughs> like you know, this is this is a real situation one time. It's a, it's a little bit like uh, reminds me a little bit of the yellow vest. You know, about three four years ago, it was getting this bad in France. Right. So, this is what's happening in Sri Lanka. So anything is possible, and but yet it's it's quite predictable in my opinion because when society breaks down, our rule of law is usually up in the air. And hey, we can go from there, man. Yeah, but, the only thing I would say to that question is that uh, uh, the people in, in these countries like Sri Lanka, mm-hmm. they haven't been as brainwashed into thinking that government is there to help you. Yeah. And, you know, they're very, uh, there's a very thin line between accepting government and not. And mm-hmm. I think in the West, the, that's the only thing the uh, political class has going for it because there's still a lot of people out there who are, um, yeah, who think, uh, the whole reason for our economic problems are, you know, because of a guy in, in a country, you know, a big country in, in Eastern Europe, a guy called <laughs> Vladimir, and that it's all his fault. Right. So while in, in Sri Lanka, they don't give a hoot about Putin and they just want their, you know, they just, there's corruption there too. Uh, yeah. A lot of the corruption comes to light when uh, things like, crises like that happen yeah very very true all right let's keep moving right along um let's uh, get to just next more more headline stories man to uh just further highlight how things are not in the best shape but then we knew about this well before now let's talk a little bit about the ecb emergency meeting and mm. so that right there i think was you know not in, you know was caught people by surprise but uh, it looks like due to the debt situation and the increase in bond yields globally, a lot of those indebted nations, I think the pigs, as they're referred yeah. to usually, are the most problematic. And so what what, what do you think the response will be? Because I didn't get a chance to see what their solution yeah. would be. But. So they call it fragmentation, which is like a euphemism for, mm-hmm. uh, you see, Italy and uh, Spain and Greece and Portugal and mm-hmm. uh, Ireland they mm-hmm. have they're up to here and that maybe not ireland so much so we can actually call it pigs like the animal now Pig, yeah. Italy, <laughs> Greece, Spain. Uh, yeah. 
without uh, Ireland, maybe. Yeah. And uh, Italian uh, bond yields were racing ahead. They they went from three point four last week, the ten year, to mm-hmm. four four and a half almost earlier this uh, week. Yeah. And uh, the ECB in their last normal meeting, uh, I think it was last week, they announced they're going to start raising rates in July. But then mm-hmm. Italian bond yield, and they're going to stop QE, and then Italian bond yields, you know, start zooming up. Greek bond yields, Portuguese, Spanish, mm-hmm. and uh, they have to come out and say, "Oh, uh, yeah, we're going to be more uh, tighter, but we're going to do everything to, like, we're going to print all the money to help those countries." So yeah. it's a crazy situation, and uh, if, eventually the whole Euro European Monetary Union, uh, mm-hmm. which is what really the euro uh, is. That's yeah. going to unravel, and I I can see Italy going back to its own currency, yeah. unless they want to just keep printing and printing and making things worse and worse. Right. Um, yeah. you know, no, they 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 don't cease to surprise me. These people, and, yeah. and I think there was a German member of the ECB. Basically, she said what Draghi said in 2012 that mm-hmm. they will do whatever it takes to save these pigs. So yeah. that's a pivot, <laughs> in my opinion, even before they start tightening. Right. That's a hell of a turn of pace because uh, they're supposed to be dialing back, but yet the system requires more easing. So it doesn't make sense. And so here's just a quick glimpse at all the different uh, 10-year bond yields. And Japan is 0.45. And look at the ratings. A, A, double A, triple A, triple B, triple A, triple A. I'm like, you know, really like. I just, you know, how all this, this system, man, like we got uh, China debt 10 year, we got Portugal, Spain, just B double best. Like, yeah. So these are, you know, this is, this is, yeah. The value of debt. The you thing know. is, uh, you know, there was a sovereign debt crisis, you know, in mm-hmm. 2012, the pigs, yeah. mm-hmm. and they didn't really solve the problem. They just bailed them out, threw more money at it. But back then, their debt was like maybe a lot less than it's now. So now it's even worse. So they didn't right. fix the problem. So they're just kicking the can down the road. And one day it's all going to blow up. Right. Uh, it's inevitable, man. We all knew that. And so on another note, uh, as a response to the ECB crises that's pending, I mentioned like when, the, when, the, when the house burns down and the land is cleared away and they start rebuilding, uh, they're going to try to roll out you know, the digital euro. And so this little headline here talks about they're going to put a cap of 1.5 trillion tokens uh, or your digital euros will be what the, uh, the the hard cap they will put on their uh, new version of a currency there. And I'm thinking like, you know, who in their right mind would think that they would put handcuffs on themselves by capping the currency creation on this side here. So they could change the value of the token. They could. I guess they could, I don't know, they could change the the value of it. They mm-hmm. could say that 1.5 trillion tokens is so much, so much. They could readjust. But it just goes to show that they want to um, go cashless mm-hmm. and control you even more, the bankers. And, um, yeah, that's, I don't know. I mean, they come out with a lot of this stuff, digital yeah. But just to think like, you know, a part of the plan is to, to go further into the digital transition, like, you know, mm-hmm. that, you know, because cash will become more valuable in the short term, 
because they're going to try to, uh, you know, with the bank situations and eventually they're going to have to, you know, God forbid bank bail ends. But uh, when, when the banking crisis fully unfolds, then cash will be a threat. And so yeah. I can imagine them wanting to do something about that. And the digital version of a currency, a solely digital version, would be ideal. And of course, it's coming from the ECB. So it's uh, that's the last uh, line of uh, uh, the complete monetary enslavement when the central bank issues the currency directly and you got a digital wallet with them. But I think people need to be careful with bail-ins mm-hmm. because uh, I think the Bank of England came out recently Mm-hmm. Uh, talking about bank stability that and they said the banking system is okay but for some reason they said if there is another crisis you know they're talking as if they're worried about another crisis so you know bail-ins uh yeah i guess f in the u.s mm-hmm. you, you'd technically be uh, protected up to two hundred fifty thousand dollars fdic mm-hmm. Uh, here it's 85,000 pounds and in the eurozone in, in Europe it's a hundred thousand euros but if, if uh, you have a systemic crisis and loads of banks are failing uh-huh. those uh, those insurances could mean nothing uh, yeah. so that's why you need to have uh, stack you know <laughs> get your weight up outside the system really and I, so here's an article from i think a week ago this is probably yeah. what you're referring to the uk banks no longer too big to fail that's like wow like that's you know that's 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 uh, some type of admission right there they're not going to bail them out if something happens so they're going <laughs> what that yeah. mean for depositors oh man or that's does it I- mean that they're not worried that that they're too big or uh or or that they're just gonna let them fail so right. it, it, and why are they talking about this now right exactly right now and so also does this same type of message apply for the u.s because they all in communication closely with each other so is it could i just put usa banks no longer too big to fail says you know federal reserve you yeah. know on the same type of article so just uh more warnings more signs of what's going on uh let's keep it moving uh yeah so this is yeah i mean it's just things are unraveling in real time and speaking of which um talking about the uh, what we did talk about was the uh swiss national bank and so the swiss national bank uh for the first time it says in 15 years (laughs) 15 years they're raising rates and it's still negative (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh man this is uh let me find this real quick so let me just pull this up here so the swiss national bank swiss interest rate went from point negative 0.75 to negative point negative two five they raise 50 mm. basis points but it's still negative yeah the you know I, I can talk a little bit about this the reason why do. swiss rates are so low is that switzerland actually fiscally is quite they've got very little debt the national mm-hmm. government mm-hmm. and and the swiss franc is seen as a a, a pretty good uh fiat currency yeah so <laughs> they've had to keep uh, their rates as low as the the euro or, or else the swiss franc would have been so strong right. it would have hurt like tourism and and exports mm-hmm. but uh and so that's why they've kept it so low but the swiss national bank as well uh they've been the the way they've been doing it uh they've been doing qe they've mm-hmm. been buying like fang stocks for the last i don't know 10 years or maybe right. a Facebook. And, and now they're saying they're going to sell those stocks and uh, maybe they've had enough, you know, and they're seeing they don't 
even my sister was telling me the other day that prices are starting to rise in Switzerland. Uh-huh. So they're probably concerned about it. Um, <sighs> Look at this, man. I just, just, I just typed it in real quick. This is 2000. This is 2019. So this is probably outdated. Definitely outdated. Mm. But at that time, they owned 100 billion worth of U.S. stocks. And so I assume since then it's probably increased significantly. But uh, yeah, like um, a central and not necessarily a central bank buying, putting share, putting putting their currency, their taxpayers or government's funds into U.S. companies and owning it as a part of their balance sheet. It's just that 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 that's not how this whole yeah. central bank was supposed to work, was well, it? Was you it? know the uh, Swiss National Bank? I've looked at it. Mm-hmm. it it's partly owned by the. Uh, the Swiss cantons, which are the states, mm-hmm. but it's also privately owned. You can buy shares in the stock exchange. The biggest shareholder mm-hmm. is a German guy I never heard about. So like, it's uh, it's like a private uh, pu- private public bank, right? And, and but they issue they issue currency that the people use as their national yeah, currency. Yeah. Like so, that's yeah. the like man, like that's conflict of interest, criminality. Mm-hmm. That's all in roll, all rolled in one. Uh, here's a question here. It says, Mario, does English taxation authorities ask about foreign bank accounts and are all Euro banking uh, connected to Eurozone? Mm. Uh, foreign bank accounts? No, they don't ask about foreign bank accounts. And uh, Euro banking connect. Well, you know, in the UK, we're not we, we have the pound, so we don't have a euro. Mm-hmm. The Eurozone are the countries that use the euro. Mm-hmm. So because. In the European Union, there there are a lot of countries like Sweden, Poland, and others that use their own currency. Uh-huh. So, yeah, it's a bit complicated. The European Union, uh, not every country in the European Union uses the euro. So uh, if you're in the eurozone, it means that you're in the European Union and uh-huh. you use the euro. But Sweden is in the European Union but doesn't use – they use the Swedish krona. Uh-huh. So does uh, so does Denmark. They use the the Danish krona. Uh, yeah, I don't think the UK are as, as strict as in the US. It was Obama who passed that FACTA law. Uh-huh. I mean, foreign foreign banks and brokers they hate opening accounts for Americans now because there's so much. It's so strict. The rules they yeah. can they can the US government can you know fine foreign banks for opening accounts for Americans and not telling them. No, they're yeah. not as strict here. I, I think we are freer uh, than the Americans in, in, in that sense. Right. This, uh, when this, in this, when this uh, Obama, you know, basically put pressure on Switzerland to, to disclose all U S that's when they were trying to crack down and keep eyes and ears on all the accounts outside of the United States to, try to tap into some of those of uh, those those hidden funds uh i remember you know the accounts were canceled because i you know my, my back in the day i used to live in switzerland so i still had a bank account over there so my ubs account you know i got it i got notified i got canceled and it was a headache man um but yeah i was pissed because i wanted to keep that account for as long as i yeah. could <laughs> because now I, I used to have a an account in switzerland because i lived there i think it was a credit suisse but uh-huh. um when i went there last time i went into a local small bank uh where my sister and my brother-in-law have an account and i asked the lady can i open an account and give my uh sister's address for my address she said no you have to live here mm-hmm. but 20 30 years ago 
you know, you could buy a post office box in Switzerland, mm-hmm. open an account and use that as an address. Anyone could do it. And yeah. the Swiss were very, uh, they respected people's privacies, you yeah. see. And that, uh, was, whew, that was an advantage of having access to that account at the time. So I was, you know, yeah, it's unfortunate. But, you know, the crackdown, that was signs to me that the crackdown was beginning to where they wanted to know. control, isn't it? Right. They wanted to know everything. I'm like, man, like it's coming. So, of course, that was nine. So much, so much for the land of the free. Right. And then speaking of which, uh, just more of what's happening. Uh, you know, we got this article here. Uh, China holds U.S. Treasury skid to 12 year, 12 year low. Yeah. So Tavi Costa put out a little visual aid that I'll probably grab in a second. But it's basically showing how mm. you know, it looks like definitely everybody's trying to get out of U.S. liabilities because either what's coming or they don't want to be stuck holding the bag. At the end of the day, uh, a bit of both, you know, and uh, they're the Chinese, especially with all the talk about Taiwan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think China has three trillion dollars in uh, foreign reserves, so could you imagine they freeze that? Right, you know, that's, uh, I think treasuries they have about a trillion, they have a bit less than Japan, but uh, I'm not surprised. Um, you know, they're uh, dishoarding, they're right. uh, even the Japanese are selling treasuries, I think. Right. Last, you know, last thing you want to be holding is somebody else's problems. <laughs> Literally, you know what I'm saying? Mm. <laughs> All right, let's keep moving right along. Um, let me see what else we got here. Um, yeah, more of the uh, situation in Europe. Here we got uh, European leaders back Ukraine's bid to apply for EU membership. What's going on with this, Mario? This is an uh, article that you I, I haven't really followed this that much, and this is the first one I've seen. Yeah. But, uh, uh, is that the article I sent you? Yeah. Actually, it, it didn't say that when I sent you. They must have changed the headline. Uh, I just saw that, like, uh, all the major European leaders, Macron, Draghi, ahead, yeah. Yeah. they went to Kiev to see this guy, Zelensky. I, I mean, this is just more and more provocation mm-hmm. uh, for the Russians. Uh, I, I don't personally never – I don't see uh, the Ukraine ever joining uh, the EU. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong, but I like the fact that, you know, this guy Zelensky is wearing like a, a T-shirt <laughs> while Matt like, was wearing a suit. It's just to like pretend that they're, you know, he's fighting like he's on the front line. Yeah. Like, and I'm thinking like if you got all these leaders, so-called leaders, politicians heading to the, heading to meet him in Ukraine, it's like, yeah. you know, how much of a war zone is it for real? Like, wouldn't I that be a security threat? Like, if I know, I mean, the hell out of everywhere. Yeah, can you imagine World War Two? You know, uh, Roosevelt and uh, other guys coming to London to meet Churchill, and while London's been bombed right. by, by the Luftwaffe, photo ops and you know, <laughs> photo ops and dinners and luncheons, and in the midst of a war. Like, come on now, like people, yeah, people don't really believe that as much, I'm sure. But anyway, it's what they're giving us, man. Let's keep moving. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, what is your so the uh, the crypto market? We got to touch on that for a minute. You know, very very prominent. Yes, that uh, sorry, the, crypto what? The, <laughs> <laughs> the uh the the drawdown in the, in the crypto space, and a lot of that is just sell off pressure, margin calls, and price action. And so I've been covering that a lot lately, and a lot of people even I tweet yesterday about you know the person saying about gold and silver you know it's going to go down too and i'm like oh it's gonna be a big difference between you know digits going down on a screen and real metal going down because it's gonna be a disconnect because that whatever you hold in your hand you won't be able to get nowhere near what the price will be on that screen 
Mm. You can bank on that, you know what I'm saying? So, but it's all in good fun. Yeah, there's uh, also that Celsius um, network. Right. They, uh, well, they had a bank run and they had to stop withdrawals. Yeah. Uh, which uh, is a shame because the crypto uh, blockchain uh, was supposed to be an alternative to the uh, the fiat currency banking system, but they're having the same problems. Right. You know, uh, unfortunately, greed always get gets the best of everyone, even in something like uh, Bitcoin and and other other things. And I know people will say, well, Bitcoin itself is pure. It's the exchanges, but it's all connected. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 yeah, it definitely, so tomorrow will be the little AMA. I'm sure it's going to be the most watched live stream of all time because a lot of people are curious. So the sales, so every Friday, the president of the company has like an AMA, ask me anything type of situation. And so because he's been, silent for the most part for this entire week since they decided to freeze the accounts oh, okay celsius yeah right so it's good to say tomorrow hopefully there'll be some feedback provided mm. as of now you know it's just frozen and they're still paying yeah. interest on accounts so i see so. that uh bitcoin is down about seven percent on world coin index mm. just below twenty one thousand. I, I think the low recently has been twenty thousand exactly hasn't it yeah and so like me let me look at this so it's it's uh yeah and i'm like you know the bottom is nowhere near because as this equities market continues to sell off it's going to be a free fall everybody gonna be trying to get liquid and selling everything so you know bitcoin will definitely take a much harder hit but yet what type of what type of action you think we will see when it comes to the precious metals given the fact uh the regulators and the financial oppressors don't want gold and silver to look like a backdoor out so can you see uh, some severe selling in the precious metal space? Um, well, today, uh, for example, uh, the Dow is down over 800 points. Mm-hmm. The uh, NASDAQ is, I guess it's, yeah, NASDAQ is down 500 points, 4.5%. And we've got uh, gold up uh, 15 bucks mm-hmm. and silver up 21 cents. So I, I don't think the uh, regulators can stop people buying physical they can right. you know they can tempt down the the comex <laughs> like mm-hmm. uh that guy from the uh, cfdc said yeah back in january 20 was it february when there's the silver squeeze he said oh we had to tempt down the futures price but mm-hmm. they don't regulate physical gold and silver um, yeah you know when people buy from their dealers and, mm-hmm. and uh, local coin shops so I think it's going to be very hard for them to do that. And, yeah. and I, I think uh, the Fed is creating a lot of ins- uncertainty in the financial markets. Yeah. And you're going to see a lot of volatility and people are going to go towards things that are real. And that's why I believe in uh, gold and silver and commodities doing well for the next few years still. Right. I agree. We haven't seen nothing yet. Because it's going to be a real shakeout of trying to distinguish between what's real and what's fake. And obviously, yeah. what's been tested, tried, and proven <laughs> will rise to the top. These things don't happen over a, a week, they take time. Right. You know, right now, yeah, I admit, like the silver and the gold junior miners are getting hit hard, mainly yeah. because of this. Uh, it, it's like the analogy of throwing the, the baby out with the bathwater, they're getting hit. But I think eventually people will realize that it's good to have uh, commodities 
just because they're real and uh, the uh, value of financial and paper assets have been inflated so much that people are, are losing kind of the concept of what they're really worth. Right. But right. when you're holding uh, one of these here, mm, you know, sure, half, Mario. half dollar, <laughs> you know what it is. It's a half dollar. It's it's real. Right. You know, it's not like a, a book entry. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's go, it's a big difference between computer code and the chemical composition of real world items, man. It's like yeah. no substitute for electrons and protons, that's for sure. Uh, all right, let's get into some Q&A, man. We're about that 40-minute part. Let's, uh, let's get some questions or thoughts and ideas. Feel free to uh, put some things out there in the chat and highlight at Rethinking Dollars so to stand out and we'll jump on it. So, Mario, feel free to see if you see something yeah. ask or jump on it. Uh, ARC ETF is down almost 7% today. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's all. I mean, yeah, like the ladies. Uh, it's understandable be. because the Nasdaq is down almost five. So, yeah. So Phil, let me see here. Anything? So Phil, let me see. You go back in the thread a little bit. Dow Jones eight hundred. I see it. That's ugly. Yeah. Uh, Macron is go to sex. I don't see any questions or nothing jumping Not out. Yeah. Not yet. Yeah. Not yet. Can Celsius survive? I'll, I'll let you answer that. Uh, so and I, I'm I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful and optimistic. So I, I must admit, as I mentioned the other day, I do have some funds in there. So I would definitely like to have them return to me. Oh. So uh, if, if it wouldn't belly up, I knew the risk. So it's one of the things you just take some L's, but it, it comes with the territory. So I hope there is a way to resolve this to where people can get their funds. But no matter what, if they are able to get back, you know, something unravel some of the things they involved in. As soon as they open up accounts, people gonna take it out. So the belly, company gonna go yeah. belly up. So I don't foresee them actually opening, but uh, it is what it is. I hope they do. Be honest, uh, I, I had never heard of Celsius before this yeah. happened, so I don't have any funds with them. They're they're pretty. I mean, it's been growing pretty 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 big, and the business model has always been questionable, but it's become more of a question once the regulatory clarity came in, because once. They made it so that your average Joe couldn't earn yield coming in and everybody else was grandfathered in. That's when the model definitely changed to where I'm like, oh, it's, it's, it's not a bit going. like a Ponzi, isn't it? That's kind of what it, uh, it boiled uh, down to. Fuji43 says, uh, Jeff Berwick grafted me into buying Pirate Chain. Can't believe I fell for that. What's happened to Pirate Chain? So Pirate Chain is a privacy coin. Uh, yeah, I, I've heard of them. Isn't there a name, another name for them? Have they gone bust too? It's not, but it's down severely just because it was probably more a pump and dump and it pumped severely, which excited Ooh. a lot of people. And then now it's 40 cents. And when it first came out, it got up to, I think, like seven, eight dollars or no, two dollars. No, it got up a lot higher than this before. Yeah. But it's two dollars here when it was first introduced and now it's trending to 40 percent. But mm. I, I, you know, my personal opinion, the, the tech itself, as far as, you know, what it was, what it was offered as, as a privacy coin, I think it's still solid. It's just right now. It's not. I mean, I, I've always told my viewers uh, and because I, I covered cryptos a bit more years ago. And I mm -hmm. said, there isn't a problem with, with you putting some funds in there, but mm -hmm. don't put <laughs> the thing is it can move so much that if you put all of your eggs in that basket, you can get hurt really hard. Mm -hmm. And I think it still applies. And it applies also to like commodity stocks and miners. Yeah. I still favor physical gold and silver, but if you're going to speculate in the miners and commodity stocks, yeah, you got to be pre 
prepared for a lot of volatility, even mm -hmm. though I, I think there is uh, more underlying value in, in commodities mm -hmm. uh, than in a lot of these altcoins. A lot of these altcoins are just like, uh, you know, during the dot-com bubble, right. you, you had anything with dot-com was worth something and then uh, there's no business behind it, right? Right. Right. And I think, and also out of the 10,000, how many ever coins, you know, once this market collapse occurs, it's going to shake out all the riffraff and the ones that actually have utility will be utilized. And I think privacy coins, if there's legitimately private, they'll come back because yeah. I think as more regulatory clarity unfolds, people are going to be looking for ways out of this current open source public ledger crap. Yeah. And they're going to want, uh, Normal Norman has a question, but we'll, we'll answer this one first. So it says uh, the dollar, if you want the dollar, oh no, if you want the Mega Millions or Powerball, which would be 80 million after tax, what would you do, Michael Mario? Buy it, buy it, and would it be wise to save 80 million and would it survive the hyperinflation? <laughs> I, I don't play the lottery, but I always I, I do drive out a freeway and see the Mega Ball I'd be 200, 300, 400. I'd be daydreaming. My, yeah, my imagination goes woo. And I'm like, man, I would make a my public statement announcement basically saying I'm getting rid of these things so fast. <laughs> I'm going to buy gold, silver, anything. I'd be making fun of how I would make a public announcement. I, yeah, I mean, here in the UK, we got we have the national lottery. And it can be as more than that even mm -hmm. when, it, when it carries over, rolls yeah. over. And uh, it's not taxable, by the way. There's no tax if you win the lottery here. Really? No. And oh, uh, But... Uh, yeah, let's say if I won 100 million pounds, I would be worried. Uh, uh -huh. Not really worried, but I'd try to get as much physical gold and silver as possible mm -hmm. and leave and then buy maybe uh, properties to rent and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Real things. Yeah. Buy some nice watches and uh, wine. <laughs> uh, yeah. Try to get rid of as much of the cash as possible. And I, I would not make a public announcement if I yeah. if I didn't have to, because I right. wouldn't want people to I know. Yeah, exactly. Me too. And so, you know what? So watch this just for those tuning in. <laughs> Think about this. Whenever that question is put out there, what would you do if you were given a dollar sign? How everybody lights up because your imagination goes wild. You get excited. And that's good for your body to get that sense of yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I, I try not to change my life that much because yeah. <laughs> you know uh, money, money like that is like. Uh, and the other thing you have to try to do is to put it into trust, mm. so that your heirs wouldn't be paying too much tax. Uh, right. You have to think of that too. But then here's the thing: like the, the the putting the putting the real world assets into the trust would be the focal point because you you know to put. Because if the, you can't really put it in a bank, because there's going to be no, a no, yeah, you buy like well, a you buy like a, a golf course, a country yeah, buy any and everything you can buy. You got to buy an island and put normal, it. Normal normal norm has a question for me. What are housing rates there now in the UK in the housing market? Well, uh, mortgage rates are rising here too. I, mm -hmm. I don't know exactly what they are, yeah. they, but they've risen quite a bit, and uh, they follow more the Bank of England rate. Mm -hmm. And the Bank of England only raised rates by 25 basis points today. Yeah. But uh, the housing market until recently was doing really well. We had a record uh, average uh, national house price, mm -hmm. 279,000 pounds, the average house in the UK. Mm -hmm. But I expect it to slow down, um, hopefully not too too fast, because, yeah, 
uh, we're trying to sell uh, my mother-in-law's house mm-hmm. because she's gone gone into a care home, and we need need to finance that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I think it's going to slow down as well, and uh, I, I think rates. The Bank of England still seems to have control of uh, longer-term rates, the bond market, but I think they're they're starting to lose control, and uh, we could see things accelerate lower in terms of the house prices. Yeah, so I was trying to just find just some 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 just some numbers on the rate mortgage rates, but I couldn't, so I just came across this: it says homeowners face a hundred and forty-five yeah. a month mortgage rate rise after interest rate hike. So. Yeah. That's the average, you see. I mean, yeah. I'm sure some people won't face as much, and some will face a, face quite a bit. Yeah, there's no uh, no percentage out here that's given top 10, 11 percent. So anyway, so the the right. mortgage market, the mortgage rates here aren't as um, you know, it's not as uh, publicized as in the U.S. You can get data on the thirty year mortgage very easily, mm-hmm. but here it's probably gone up as well quite a bit. Here's a question here. Uh, what do you think the backlash will be from the Italian people if, if and when the Social Security dies up in Italy, considering their population is quite old? Yeah, that's a. Uh... Yeah, I mean, someone made a comment in one of my videos the other day that um, actually Itali- the Italian state is very indebted, but a lot mm-hmm. of uh, Italians have a lot of savings. Uh, Italians are one of the biggest savers. Uh, in the world actually Mm -hmm. and and, uh there's no inheritance tax in italy so a lot of the elderly people own their own property uh so i don't think it would be much of a it could be more of a problem for people who aren't as well off but generally the italians i think are okay yeah we'll have to see uh just a quick glance at the italian savings rate so this is a graph that came up here so uh, Italian, uh, Italy gross housing saving rate. So we had a little spike and it's starting to trend back up now. So this is, you know, on average, of course, but yeah, interesting figures, interesting figures. I mean, uh, maybe Google the biggest, uh, country that saves the most. You might yeah. find something. Uh, uh, country with the biggest savings rate country, yeah. country, in, uh, with, uh, biggest, Savings. Yeah, when I learned about that, I was surprised, but yeah, maybe not. So here is now. This is you know, this is probably a little older. Give me, I see something. Top top ten country with the highest rates of household savings. So I don't know how old this is. Yeah. Two thousand nine. So I, here's a the most recent one is from Investopedia, yeah. and it gives you ten countries. And I'll pull this up here. So here is the uh, ten countries. It says ten countries with the highest savings rate. Yeah. And one is Macau, a former <laughs> Portuguese colony located on here. And then we got Republic it's of Congo. A casino. It's a casino. <laughs> well, well, why don't we just go up? I'll see Ireland. Forget Ireland, about those. Ireland. Brunei, Singapore, Luxembourg, Gabon, UAE, China. Yeah. So China is the highest 44.9 yeah. million of global standards. So, yeah. okay. So, uh, yeah, Congo, you know, it's surprising, but, you know, I wonder what the. Yeah. Anyway, keep it moving. So let's go. Let's, a couple more questions, and then we'll dial back. Uh, let me see here. Bank of. Let me see what I see. Some lot of thoughts out here. Uh, here's one from S four hundred. 
Uh, it says, uh, when do you guys think the bank run will occur? Do you think people will get to see when the events of the FDIC not being able to ensure everyone in live in live time, what happens uh, afterwards? Um, yeah, bank run. I, I, I think they have they thought out this. They thought out this transition quite well. And that's why I think the whole CBDC talk is starting to gain momentum. And they got 90 countries so far with, you know, getting ready to roll out their test trials or whatever and i think 10 or so are already testing it so i think the goal is you know to be prepared for that cbdc rollout if and when there's a banking event and i think it'll probably play in with the cyber event that's still on the horizon or the blackout it's a power out or whatever might come about so it's going to be an excuse as to why the banks people can't log in and atms are not longer yeah you know, i think it it would be tough for them to have bank runs now mm-hmm. uh, because they would just shut the banks. Right. And a lot of <laughs> and, branches closed over here. Bank, yeah. And, and they'll uh, just freeze the, uh, you won't be able to go online and like maybe take, you know, send some money to your local coin dealer to get your gold. They'll right. just freeze everything. And I, I think that, and there'll be a bail-in. Bail-in is the big mm. risk. Mm, right. And the, the, the biggest, how I think that the bank, the bank's servers, might have some type of a cyber attack event on them. Like, you know, that's that's probably ideal because we went through three or four different, you know, scenarios last year where they were testing this stuff out. So yeah. servers down, you you can't log in and whatever, error on the screen. And they'll blame and, uh, they'll blame Putin for it. Right. It'd be a hundred percent of Putin Putin event. That guy is uh, a clever guy, isn't he? he? He's behind everything. He's, he's yeah, he's yeah, he's notorious. He's <laughs> he's <laughs> right, and I'd imagine the media in Russia, I'm sure, is quite opposite in what we're getting here. So I wonder if they're painting, you know, but you know, is is if they're having issues internally over there, is it the the Biden hike or is it like you know or or whatever? <laughs> I wonder what the narrative is over there because they're selling propaganda as well within their own country. Probably, so, yeah. um. What else we got here? It says, uh, shoot. All right. So I see a lot of thoughts back and forth. If we lose electricity, how can low low blood pressure still use his Bitcoin? <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got to remember the private key. As long as you got your private key, yeah. And when the lights come back on, well, you can, and the ledger is on. Well, will someone believe that that private key is for real if you want to? exchange you know if you oh, no, no. You, no. you would have to use your private key to then sci- find some way to log into the blockchain to access yeah. your funds so well, i think if the internet goes down and stuff uh it's it's going to be like celsius everything's going to be frozen right yeah it wouldn't be no much transaction and last thing gonna be really concerned about is getting trying to get your cryptos off you know get them off to what like where are you going to take them like you know it's a letter, in, they're fit they're not physical are they so right. that's you that's, can't really redeem it Right, a hundred percent. So, all right, let's get ready to dial down. Um, I see a lot of people talking about current market conditions. Is almost yeah. three o'clock over here. So we've got the Dow is down nine hundred and thirty points right now. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. it's 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 so it's yeah yeah. There's How low blood, can it go? Blood, blood in the streets. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't think I'll be buying this dip. I ain't gonna. Buy, I, I wouldn't think about buying nothing in this digital paper Ponzi scheme world until you know we're in the transition into the next system. And the prices of metals are well defined as being the place you want to be. So anyway, um, all right, everybody, as always, it's been great uh, connecting with you guys. Manico 64, as well as Rethinking a Dollar Where You Can Find Me. And uh, yeah, have a great and blessed weekend. And we'll see you guys next week because it's going to be more action to talk about then, too. So 
continue to get your weight up, get your pray, get your faith up, and do everything in between, and enjoy this weekend. Take some time off, unplug from the internet, and go break a sweat it's or something. It's Father's Day, isn't it? Good point. Yeah, I got dinner plans. I'll be poolside. So, all right, man. I will see you guys later. Be blessed, safe, peace.